Welcome, everybody, to episode 125 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. You should follow us at Two on Three Pod on Twitter, and you can send us email at Hello. Hello. at Two on Three Pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. I'm Chris, and you can quietly find. Uh, I can't even read. I'm Chris, and you can find me quietly lamenting the loss of breakfast buffets at CD Villasenor on Twitter. And with me is Ty. Where can we find you dealing with the loss of all you can eat options? You know, I'm really not for them in general. And you can find that out on Twitter at SEATJK. But yeah, no, uh, this sneeze guard situation, that's not for me. No, I just, obviously, you can't have buffets anymore. Like, buffet is right out. And it should the, have been right out for a while. No, no, no. They're very, I mean, a very nicely run breakfast buffet is a treat, a real treat. It's like for Mother's Days or Father's Day or whatever. But when Mother's Day came and went, I realized what was missing was the, the annual trip to the, like the Salties, like the Salties buffet over on West Seattle. Which we, I don't know, man. I don't go to a restaurant to serve myself. I go to restaurants so they can cook me big piles of food that I'm happy to go get at my leisure. I like the, I'm, I'm for the upscale, like the Vegas style buffet. If you have a carving station, yeah, I, I can get with that. But like, oh. I've been to also lots of crappy oh, Vegas, yeah. even Vegas buffets. And it's just, it's, sure. it's sure. The, Salties on Alki is a class experience. It's a high, you know, you get crab and like, there's like lots of nice stuff there. See, I'd rather just have like a, a fancy crab Benedict and you can just bring it to me. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I mean, you know, it's not like rocking the Best Western Plus, which I also like. I'm totally down with the Best Western Plus, but breakfast buffet. See, there's a real loss. The the serve yourself continental breakfast. And now that one, that one's really going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah. With the waffle, make your own waffle. I like, yeah. I like to make my own waffle. Now that's right out. All those hands and all no, those people. You can't do that anymore, which is just too damn bad. Well, well, just someday we'll have a vaccine. <laughs> just, just chalk, just chalk it up to something we'll have to come back around to later. Don't worry though. I mean, honestly, people are just acting like we have a vaccine right now, so I think everything is fine. <laughs> At least that's what that's what it seems. The behavior hey, listen, around me indicates people, that we have no problem. People have for just forgotten about it, which, Ugh. which, I don't know. Fine. You know what happened was people, people had people protested. Which again, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not telling people they can't protest. I mean, totally right. fine. No, I know you're going with but this. What, but, every, but it just sort of opened the door to everything. Everyone's like, well, if they're going to protest, I'm just going to go do my thing. I mean, it yeah, was but just the like... Protesters at least had this, the common courtesy to wear masks no, in large quantities. No, they didn't. That's okay, well, though. It's fine. Certainly it's a like lot more than the people at the grocery store. Everybody just decided it was over. That's <laughs> definitely I, not over. I, I didn't, and obviously you didn't, but I would guess that most people, I'm going to say most most people have just been like, fuck it, I'm, I'm done with it. I'm done being scared of the virus. I'm just going to go live my life, and we'll see how this turns out. We'll, we'll come back. We'll round back to it. Uh, but, uh, but here on our podcast, we'll be talking a little bit about, a little bit about the weather. Um, we're going to talk about college athletics, which is starting up again. I think some people, uh, some of the, some of the college athletic <laughs> programs decided to invite people back to do those things. And, uh, we'll have a little sports spelling bee. Listen, yeah, it, that goes. Yeah, I think, I think you're going to do great time. Believe if, if I the, told you the, the hockey though, I got no chance. <laughs> if you have a hard name to spell, it probably has a Z in it. It's basically the rule. Um, of course the Dejatwa and then, uh, and then other fun things in the OT. 
All right. Segment number one. So we live our lives. This is, and part of it has the coronavirus. This sort of, it's this idea that we can model things. And, and, and then that, of course, will help us. Like you mm. could, there's many, many things that you could model. And we have lots of resources. Like this isn't predictive modeling, but let's say something as basic as like, remember, people don't remember the TV guide. You remember the TV guide? Of course. I'm <laughs> well, old enough how, to remember how the TV old guide. You, how old do you have to be to remember the TV guide or not remember the TV guide? Ooh. Um, if, well, you're, I think... if you're 40, you remember the TV guide. You're, yeah. You're, yeah, you're 40. If you're 30, do you remember the TV guide? I don't think so. Because I think that even if you remember that it existed, it was never like a, a meaningful part of your life. Like the TV guide in my life was at some point I still actually had to use it. Right. And I think that there's a certain age where it still existed, but you didn't really need it anymore. Yes. It, it, I don't it, know what yeah, it phased, it phased out over some time. Yes. Like most print media. Also, also excellent uh, crossword puzzle in the uh, TV guide. Rivaling Pretty... that of the People magazine crossword puzzle. <laughs> if you wanted to not have to think too hard, <laughs> these are the crosswords for you. But that's, I mean, we, we needed that resource because we didn't know what the hell was on TV. Like, you didn't, you have no, you had no, and like, sometimes, like, you know, if you had a cheap ass household, like, you just got the Sunday paper TV guide, the one yeah. to insert. Yeah. Like, yeah, only my grandparents had the TV guide. We didn't get the TV guide. <laughs> but, but it helped you, right? It helped, it helped, it helped you make decisions uh, uh, only like briefly well, like I, my recollection is really that i learned what was on tv fairly quickly so you also so i'm old enough to not only needed the tv guy but we didn't have like a vcr like there was a, a big chunk of my life where you couldn't record shit like oh, yeah, if you liked the tv show if you wanted to watch tj hooker <laughs> or whatever yeah. you had to like show up at wednesday night at nine o'clock sure. i don't like, think that we had a vcr the until the 90s <laughs> But it helped us. It helped us. It helped us move our lives along. And of course, you know, the same thing happened with uh, the. There wasn't predictive modeling, but the, but it sort of reminds me of predictive modeling. And that now we have things like the the University of Washington says, "Hey, here's the coronavirus model." Okay. Right. And 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 if we didn't have that, like, what 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 do you think would have happened? Like, uh, I think we would. It would have had to get like oppressive, and the uh, we would have like lost the hospitals early on like it would have been overrun death in the hallway kind of stuff before we really got even the a reasonable amount of control over what was going on yeah so that's i mean so so the um so predictive modeling is is pretty much key i think it's going to be one of those things that that moves us along like and so you have to really trust in the model well we really need people to learn to read them too because what we don't understand is like when you see the tail it's like yes there's a line that's the midpoint of a range of outcomes. You see the entire shaded area is the range of possible outcomes. That's what you really need to be focused on here is not that line. The line is not everything. The line is assuming we continue on the path that we have taken at this point based on the modeling, we're going to follow this line. But if new variables are introduced, then we can either go lower or go higher depending on what that variable is. Right. And people really seem to struggle with that early on. And I, ha I explained it to actually a number of coworkers who should know better. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's the range of, oh, they're like, oh, really? Oh. <laughs> like, yeah, man. It could be. We have, we have courses on machine learning and why don't you go take one? <laughs> <laughs> they're free to you. But these are, but I was, I was out with a walk with my wife and, um, 
we were just, you know, we go for this little walk around, like it's about like a mile. I just decided like in the evening, we just take this little walk. It's nice. Mm-hmm. And, and I was saying to her that, like, what if we had no predictive modeling for weather? What if there was, what if we got rid of, what, what, what if it never existed? Like nothing beyond like the farmer's almanac. Could you live your life? Could you live your life without the weather forecast? Like, cause now we have like 30 day forecasts. We have, we have like the, the weather model is amazing. Like it, it's pretty good considering it is what good. a dynamic system weather is. I would even the hourly, like the hourly forecast is pretty accurate. I mean, it gets things wrong and sometimes you get rained on and you weren't expecting it, but for the most part it is, you can plan around it fairly reliably. Could you live your life without the, could you live your life without the weather, without weather uh, prediction? Um, well, that's an impossible question, isn't it? Like this idea that it, could you just not have all this information you've had for so long? You don't think about it anymore. Yeah, like, I mean, like, I'm you, so addicted. Could you get out in the morning and like look outside and go, Hmm, I think it might rain today. Like, could you, could you like, live? yeah, I mean, I think you just brought a coat, right? Like I, I, it wasn't like the weather, the TV weather didn't used to be great. I mean, there was a period of time I lived at least, I don't think in college, for instance, I wasn't watching the local news or getting the paper. So I was just like, whatever the day was, that's what it was. Before the Whopper double Doppler, like here <laughs> <Yes>. in, the, <laughs> in Seattle. Well, now, and there's an app I use now that is like local Doppler. And I just look like if I think it might rain, I just open my phone. I don't even look at the hourly anymore. I'm just like, okay, well, what's close by? Like what, which way are the clouds moving and that, how long do I have? Yeah, I have the Noah app. I think I paid money for it. Like, um, yeah. But I like it's it it's predictive. It, it'll show you like what it thinks the clouds are doing and what it, where the rain's mm-hmm. going to be, and it's actually really accurate. But it would make my golf habit habit a lot harder. Yeah, like because you wouldn't know that Thursday it's going to be sunny, right? You'd no. have to guess. <laughs> well, I mean, so if we're going to do that though, can we roll back all the bullshit that keeps me tethered to work then too? Because that, I pine for the like the '90s all the time. Like I do. Like I, it's an old Jerry Seinfeld bit about cell phones. But I pine for the time where like people could miss you. Yeah. Like you just I'm just gone and I'll be back in a couple hours. And it wasn't like that big of a deal. Right. Now it's like if I don't return your Slack message in twenty minutes, you're calling me. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> that, <laughs> this is a terrible this is just a terrible situation we built for ourselves. Yeah, the the technology to the point where Yeah, because we develop habits around these systems, right? Like yeah, the the weather the weather prediction like we build habits around it. Like I'm always looking at the weather, I'm to the point where it might be unhealthy. <laughs> this is like your hobby, kind of. It also like it might also be my the the crush I have on uh, Rebecca Stevenson, weather weather person. <laughs> Wasn't she in Cats? What? Wasn't she in Cats? <laughs> Well, you don't like Rebecca. You don't think Rebecca's I did. Look, I'm not getting into that. <laughs> <laughs> so fine, but yes, I mean, like you know how old people like install one of those like weather system things in their house that that does the the barometer. Like I'm going to read the barometer. old people. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you not want up to date weather have, information? Do you, have, right? do you have a weather station at your home? I don't, but I've like nearly bought one. I don't know <laughs> once every three months for the last five years. You want to know? A barometer's coming up. Bar- barometer's rising. Well, I I do. I want to know if I wake up with a crappy headache. Like, you ever go to bed and you wake up and you're stuffed up? You got a headache? It's just the worst. I like to at least know it's coming. Is that the, bar- is that the barometer? Better. Is that the is that is that weather? Is that air pressure doing that to you? Sure, <laughs> it is. 
I guess <laughs> I, I haven't done my modeling. That's that's a, that's that's good. What what other what other predict whatever the predictive? Do you have other predictive systems in your life that you like to like traffic? Do you like tra- uh, traffic? I'm, I haven't been a traffic person in a long time. Now. I've worked from home for I know, years. I know. I've been riding the bus for the last game. It doesn't matter. I don't even care what the traffic's doing. <laughs> Well, the problem is now is that because I'm in the, out of the habit, like I run into it. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't plan for this. We were out tonight, and it's a huge problem. And on the 405, if, you know, this is how we spot Californians, right? In in Seattle, mm. when they say the, the on the 405 okay. today. Well, on 405 today, the southbound was like jammed up, like it was a regular day. Mm. And and I was like, and I turned to my wife. I said, boy, we haven't seen traffic in a while. So I think people are. People are, uh, people are maybe getting back to work a little bit or doing some other things. Well, a lot of people in my life are required to return to work this last couple. Oh of weeks. yeah, they got yeah. the they got the tap the shoulder tap like, like get on in here. Yeah, like nay, the government says we're a go, so let's get to let's work. go. Yeah, well, I mean, somebody got to keep the lights on in this town. <laughs> I mean, you never know that you know. I'd, I'd, I'd like to get back to the coronavirus modeling. It seems important. <laughs> um, you know, uh, other predictive systems, though. I don't know. I mean, do you, are there some missing from your life? Do you need something to? Do we need? Do we need? Uh, do we need other predictive? Uh, other predictive systems that someone needs to invent? I would actually love like uh, a model for customer activity. So a lot of my job is outward facing, uh-huh. and. The harder, heavier days are the ones where I have to do a lot of customer interaction. I'd like to sort of have a better feel for, you know, I mean, I sort of seasonally have a feel for it, uh, but because it's not like working retail where you know, yeah. right? Okay, this is this is the day and these days, these weeks. Thanksgiving right, to right. New Year. Right, because I've had that job and you know, and you, you plan for it. Um, I'd like to plan my mental load better at work by understanding customer activity in advance, like likely to see additional customer activity for these four straight weeks or, or what have you. I think that would be super helpful for my mental health. Mm-hmm. Just cause I'm not always, especially, you know, then we've got side projects and, and the way my job is um, a lot of, so there's, there's customer work, which is, you know, revenue and the things that I have to get mm-hmm. done. And then there's a lot of other things, you know, that I, that I work on based on my past experience and, and things we need to fix and, and process things that, that need to be addressed. And there are times where I'm not always, <laughs> You probably know this about me. It's like when it comes to project work, it's like I, we talked about I needing the carrot, the carrot last week. Um, and so when there's no carrot and there's no real timeline, I'll like let things languish probably longer than I should right. and, and really end up like jamming toward, <laughs> toward what would be an acceptable, even if there's no deadline, just sort of how long has it been since I've shown significant progress to <laughs> people who care? <laughs> and so that I'll jam that in. And then sometimes I've done a jo- bad job planning it and I, I basically I'm, I'm double jamming myself between customer work and project work at the same time. I think if I had a better feel for what the customer impact would be, I'd be able to plan that project. work. Yeah. Better. Yeah. Sort of like a mood, like predictive, like wouldn't it be that good to have a predictive system of the moods of the people in your life too? <laughs> bound to be bound to be happy on these days. I have a lot to say. I'm not. Gonna say <laughs> that means it's time for segment two. All right. So uh, the other week we had some we have some things rolling around in the I the I Ching into the in the dock. And this was this is sure. one I really liked. This was the um, this was the taking a look at uh, some of the most loaded campuses in sports history. Now, again, 
to make Ty's eyes roll into the back of his head. They, the the uh, the the college athletes are re- returning to school to, for workouts and stuff, which hilariously, I think I don't know who said it this week, but it's like, well, I, I don't want my I don't want my athletes working out at the twenty four hour fitness anyway. I'd like to just bring them bring them back, make them uh, have them work out here. There's something to be said for the benefits of a controlled environment and sort of having better track of comings and goings. But I mean, I I can't. I, I don't want to talk. We're not talking about this, right? <laughs> I was like, what do you always say? You wouldn't do it for education. Why are we doing yeah. it for sports? That's that's because sports is fun. Revenue. Revenue I mean, is also sure. fun. But uh, yeah. the uh, this particular article had a look at some of the most loaded campuses in sports history. Which I thought was interesting. yes. This was my backup for last week. If we didn't get through, if we didn't get ten minutes out of the Wesley Snyder discussion, <laughs> discussion. I like the Wesley Snyder. I'm trying harder this week. That's because I'm going to be great. Um, the uh, the first one here is was a little bit surprising to me, but it was Indiana 1974. Which who knows? I was five years old, but. I was not. I was negative. <laughs> Indiana in 1974, they won the uh, the national championship. Bobby Knight, along with Quinn Buckner and Scott May. Quinn Buckner might be a, a name that basketball fans know. But little did they know there was a freshman who never wound up playing there because he didn't really like Bloomington. His name was Larry Bird. He probably didn't like Bobby Knight. <laughs> Bob, he might not have. But what's funny is he goes to Indiana State and like takes him to the national championship. He was that good. Like he took a like a load of stiffs to the national championship only to get beat by Magic Johnson, which is a crazy is a crazy thing. Actually, what that's like one of my very early sports memories from college basketball is Magic, that Magic and Bird um that Magic Bird championship. I remember that one. I can't say that of you. Yeah, I mean, so, <laughs> it happened before I was alive. Yeah, but it was uh, interesting. But so Indiana makes the list. The next one uh, is North Carolina, 1981. <laughs> Obviously, for obvious reasons. Some guy was on the team. There was a guy on the team. Mike. <laughs> there was Mike, James Worthy, and my own personal friend, Big Smooth Sam Perkins. Did I, I was the, actually did I, shocked did I tell to see the story? this. Story? Did I tell no, the, go ahead. Did I tell you my have big a Sam Perkins story? story? I have a Sam Perkins story. Tell the Sam Perkins story. So um, my daughter, who uh, attends a local high school, she has to play in the pep band for basketball games, for certain basketball games. And so I took her, and I was like, ah, since I have to pick her up later, I'll just go watch some high school basketball because I haven't watched high school basketball in a long time. So I go in. Uh, it's a girls. It's the girls' game, uh, JV varsity. I'm standing, walking in for the JV game. And, you know, when seven foot people walk in next near you, you, you notice them. Like you feel them, like their presences. Sure. And I turned and it was Big Smooth with Sam Perkins. His daughter plays basketball, same high school that my daughter attends. Oh. Yeah. They're both, they're, they're both uh, freshmen this year. And so I sat, I ended up sitting down with, um, a friend, you know, a guy I knew whose daughter plays on the on the JV basketball team, and, and right next to Big Smooth, and we all sort of talked. And I saw him a couple of times. Nice guy. Anyway. I always have a hard time reconciling this idea that these players, not so much James Worthy because he seemed to retire early, uh-huh. but like Perk and and Michael Jordan, that they were in college in 1981. 
Right. Like, it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me because I didn't like Michael Jordan really enter my, enter my consciousness until like 1988, 87. Yeah. I mean, these guys are like 60. That sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that Lawrence Taylor went to North Carolina. I want to know why. I want more information about that. <laughs> you do? Like, well, I just I mean, was he not, did he not become who he, you know, was until he was already there or was North Carolina like a real football team in 1981? I don't know. I mean, just local guy. Maybe he just wanted to... I don't know. Maybe... LT. LT's highlight reel is stupid. If you go to if you go to YouTube and look at the Lawrence Taylor highlight reel... My God. No, it's, it's defensive Bo Jackson. It's... It's just wrecking people. <laughs> it's amazing. It's worth your time. University of Houston around the same time. 1981. This is the first one I can remember being talked about like well into my youth. Yeah. Fi Slamma Jamma was the kind of thing that people I knew talked about casually. Yeah. They were a a load of fun to watch. And I remember watching them. Um, and uh, yeah, Clyde the Glide, Akeem, before he was Hakeem. <laughs> I think he just didn't like people calling him Akeem. Yeah. He, needed, he wants some more stress on that first it's a lobble. He needed the H. Yeah. Yeah. Carl no, Lewis. I know it's I know it's like a it's it's a the proper spelling or something. Carl Lewis went to yes. university, which I didn't know. But uh man, Carl Lewis, man, he could sing a national anthem too, couldn't he? I knew you were gonna bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> he was don't amazing. On, amazing don't sleep athlete. On it. Yes, Carl Lewis was incredible. Carl Lewis oh. was one of those guys that like I grew up wanting to be. Like tr- remember when track was like cool? Like yeah, really cool. Yeah, like he was as big a star. He's as big a star athlete in the world as anybody. And does that really just star. boil down to the fact that the Olymp- we actually all watched the Olympics in the eighties? The Olympics was a big deal. Like when mm-hmm. the Olympics came around, um, I forget when they split the Olympics up. But you know, we used to have winter and summer in the same year. Mm-hmm. And. Um, I forget when they split it up in the ninety early nineties. Early nineties. I want to say Lillehammer. Yeah, might have been the first like off year Winter Olympics. Yeah, but yeah, but Carl Lewis is, you know, everybody is thrilled by the fastest man alive, right? If you're the if you're the if you're the best if you're the best sprinter in the world, like there's a special place for you in sports, like being that guy, like being Usain Bolt. Is sure, the, but no one ever remembers like the third fastest guy in the world. <laughs> no, nobody cares about Tyson Gay. No, no one cares about you. You were either the fat and 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 for a time, Carl Lewis was the fastest man in the world. He, I think, he had the hundred, he had the hundred meter record. He he's a gold medal machine for at least three Olympics. Probably would have been, might have been four if they hadn't canceled out of out of um, eighty, right for for Moscow. Crazy, crazy athlete. A little bit weird too, which I kind of, kind of liked. Had a Michael Jackson vibe to him. A little bit, a little yeah. bit. What's he doing now? Do we see him? He's Carl Lewis. Yeah, he I should be doing stuff. You think he should be doing? I don't know. Around? He should be around. He should be around track and field. I mean, I mean, he should. I mean, who we get? Dwight Stones. We get like a, the high jumper, like who does all the all the track commentary. Like, what's Carl Lewis doing? He should be doing that. Does he have anything to add to that conversation? I don't know. Is he? 
does he not bring much to the table in that in that way? I, I don't. No, I have no idea. Maybe he's, I don't know. Maybe he's difficult. I don't know. <laughs> Hard to say. I want him around. I want. I want to see what he's doing. All right, Auburn, uh, nineteen eighty two, War Eagle. Who else? Oh, so that's this is the Bo Jackson team. This or is Bo Jackson. This is Bo Jackson and Sir Charles. Oh yes, they Charles both. Were, they were both at Auburn at the same time. Charles Barkley is an amazing basketball player. Like people forget this. People forget that because I was watching some about fifteen minutes of the Phoenix Suns and the Bulls because they were running all that crap. Mm-hmm. And Chuck was amazing. No, he's incredible. When Chuck was motivated and in shape, he was, if not, he, he was the second best basketball player in the league. Yeah. I mean, he really was, a, he shot the ball a lot better than I think people gave him credit for. And he's a really great player. Mm-hmm. I, not I, not people, winning a title really hurt him. People just forget. People just think he was fat, but he wasn't. Like at one point, like that, <laughs> that, that stretch with the, the, the Suns, man, he was a beast. Yeah, him and Kevin Johnson. Yeah. Oh my God, they were so good. He's a good player. I wish he. I wish people. I mean, because he's such a personality today. Like people just think, oh, it's like there's big headed Chuck. He's a fat and he's funny and whatnot. And he's a good player. Bo Jackson, just you know, obviously the greatest video game player of all time, as well as there's a there's a it's like a '70s sports Twitter. Do you follow that guy who yeah, does do. '70s sports or whatever? Mm-hmm. Like he put up, he, I think a few days ago he put up a Bo Jackson thing where Bo just like shredding the Seahawks and like shredding, like he just runs away from everybody. Bo Jackson's injury was like I took it personally as as a kid. I was a huge Bo Jackson fan. Yeah, and like I I watched Royals games. <laughs> that's that's serious. Yeah, uh, so it was it was devastating to me. When we lost Bo to that hip injury, he didn't die, but you know what I mean. No, but we did. Landscape. We lost him. We lost. We lost his greatness. He was never the same. No, I mean, he, how could you be? He was so strong. He ran out of his leg. Basically, yeah, the guy grabbed it and he just he left just his leg behind. <laughs> he just his other leg was so strong mm-hmm. that he just pulled himself out of his leg. Ugh, poor guy. Anyway. Um, let me just let me just tack on this last one with Michigan, nineteen ninety two. Obviously, the Fab Five. Yeah, this feels like cheating. I didn't feel like I didn't feel like Jeter. I didn't know Jeter went to Michigan. I did not know that either. You learn some stuff from the internet sometimes. He wasn't playing baseball there, though. I don't think. Oh, he was, he was taking some there. classes. Yes, he was just around. <laughs> well, you know, baseball players who get drafted, right? right? They get drafted out of high school. They don't. They don't go to. Uh, He's probably playing in the minor leagues and yeah. then taking classes when he wasn't right. going to college Why? Why? or when he wasn't playing baseball. <laughs> I like how the tennis. Girls. I like how tennis players don't even bother. Like Andre Agassi probably never learned to read. Right? He just if, like he just went playing tennis. He went to he went to the Bulletary Academy to play to to go to school and play tennis. And they probably just said Andre, we don't care. Don't, whatever. We'll sign. I'm sorry. We need to. You don't think Jeet skipped over to Ann Arbor just to meet women? <laughs> 100%. 100% chance. Yes. Go. Let's go to the college town. I'm Derek Jeter. You know, some guys have it. Some guys have it tough. I think he started the fruit basket way back when. <laughs> the gift basket. 
Yeah. <laughs> memorabilia. You gotta. Well, I, mean, I don't think it was memorabilia sleep, back then. Sleep with Jeter and get uh, get get gifts. I think that's a nice thing to do. I don't know. I mean, it seems nice if you know if you were if you were the kind of person like if you were a rock star or something. I was have just like gonna a, say like a gift, like a little gift bag, like a little. Here's a t-shirt. Here's like a tour shirt, and like a like a towel. Like something you could use on the ride home. Maybe like here's a here's a hand towel to Jesus clean up Christ. with. Christ, <laughs> some wet wipes. Oh my and, god! And uh, you know, I don't know, just something that. And here's a you know some perfume and uh, some flowers. I don't know, something nice just to remember you by. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. I suppose it's better than nothing. <laughs> Listen, if you slept with any member of like Guns and Roses, I'm sure you only, the only thing you got was like venereal disease. Yeah, and that was it. You you got to keep something. <laughs> you got to, you got to take something home. <laughs> it's called gonorrhea. Anyway, <laughs> segment number three. I always like uh, to to do a little uh, game show with Ty because it's fun. So tonight we're doing a little sports spelling bee, where we get to, well, I don't get to, Ty gets to try to spell the names of sports people with difficult to say or difficult to spell names. This will be interesting. Should be good. Should be good. We're gonna start you off at the at the at the at the you know the top because this is the one that everybody like would give you would be Duke head coach Mike Shashevsky. Spell okay Shashevsky. <laughs> so it's it's Chris Wizuski, <laughs> if I recall correctly. So it is K R. Z Y Z E W S K I. Woo! Look at you. One for one. That's a good job. That's one. I, I've, I've made a point, I think, of, of knowing that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is Chris Yiz Uski. Yeah. Shashevsky. I don't know how that works. All right. This is a good one. I think this one's mostly. Um, this is very phonetic, but. Uh, you can spell Giannis Antetokounmpo. The first and last name? Well, you could. Uh, how about just Antetokounmpo? I know this one, though. All right. It's uh, A-N-T-E-T-O-K-O-U-N-M-P-O. Well, look at you. Two for two. Buddy, when there was a, even a half a rumor about the Bucks coming to Seattle, I was ready to fire up <laughs> the jersey maker and get it by Antetokounmpo. <laughs> I was I was a fan before he was like I was immediate fan I was ready. The Greek freak. Yes, he's a big fan Giannis. of that nickname. Do you know that? Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Ante Tacumpo. He's probably just. You think he has a good time in Milwaukee? Is Milwaukee a good time? Yeah. I'm not um, really sure. Right now, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to say. All right. He was out um, doing his thing on the streets. Yeah, good for him. All right, um, Mets pitcher Noah Syndergaard. Spell Syndergaard. I know this one too. Uh, he's been on my fantasy team for years. S Y N D E R G A A R D. Yes, it's the double A for you uh, for you Norse types. Got to get the uh, got to get the Syndergaard in there. You know, if he didn't have the hair, he wouldn't look like much. He's a big dude, but like he just sort of kind of an unassuming face. He looks a little yeah, bit he- like uh, Edge. From the WWE, the Rated R Superstar. The Rated R Superstar has a movie coming out. I know. It looks awesome. He also has a recurring role in Vikings. <laughs> it doesn't look awesome, but I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch I'm it. Sure, I'm going to find a way to watch that. 
Edge movie. And the funny thing is, I never watched him wrestle as the rated R superstar. Like, I was out by the time that was happening. Oh, yeah. When he was... He was edging he, Christian for dumped, me. Yes, yes. Yeah. He had some of the best mat. Those, those, there's, there's, there's a, like, a, a ladder mat, like a table and ladder match with the Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian, and mm. the Dudley Boys mm-hmm. that sometimes will show up in my feed somewhere, and I always watch it. I'm like, God damn, this is like... This the is Attitude Era was awesome. Oh, my God. That's such a... People taking bumps, like, I can't even understand. Like, lucky those guys aren't all dead. Amazing. All right. South African professional golfer Louis Oosthuizen. Spell Oosthuizen. I think I know this one, too. It's O-O-S-T-H-U-I-Z-E-N. Look at you. You should have been, like, a sports writer. Well, there was time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. How about um, this gentleman holds the MLB record for the longest last name. Could this be true? I don't know. Someone, someone might have to fact check this one. But it's Jared Saltalamakia. That's basically just phonetic, isn't it? Maybe. Okay. Saltalamakia. Saltalamakia. S A L T A Salta L A Saltalama M A C C H I A. Very good. Okay. That's the sound it out. So, Can so there's a, there's a real talent. There's a real talent to be able to spell things and not write them down to spell things. I really want to write it down. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, this is. I mean, you're doing great, and and I think this is a real skill. And I have to. I have to say, my daughter was uh, when she was in grade school. Joined the the spelling bee club. Mm-hmm. So they would they would so they would practice spelling bee and all this stuff. <laughs> so I go to her the the school spelling bee, which is in the evening. So she had been practicing, and she had a good feel for. And she was an okay speller, and she wasn't going to win probably. But she goes into this into the uh, into the into the uh, into the auditorium, and they've been practicing in the library, but they had to speak into a microphone. Mm-hmm. So she walked up there and I forget what word she had, but it was a, it wasn't a difficult word. She walked up and started to spell it. And she said the first letter into the microphone and it like reverberated like throughout the entire auditorium, like P and like disoriented her. And then she was like, and then she got the, she got the next letter like wrong by a mile. Like it was just like, like L, like X, shook. <laughs> yeah, I just got totally shook. I felt so bad for. Her. She got off the stage, and I was like, uh, "It's okay." She's like, "Did you get like a little, you know? Did you get thrown off by the microphone?" She's like, "Yeah." And then the girl, maybe two spellers before her, had missed a, a word that was, I think, relatively difficult, and uh, she was out in the hallway just melting down, like of the parents, like she's crying, like super hard. My daughter was like, "Can we just leave?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, we can go." <laughs> Anyway, it's a real skill. All right. Well, I uh, um, I'm I'm a multi-year spelling bee champion. Yeah. Oh, see, see, look at that. I, do you want to know I, what I do? do you, I, 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 I suck. You suck at it. <laughs> I teach my kids this now. It's not my thing. I visualize the word like a neon sign mm-hmm. in my mind's eye. Okay. And I just light up the letters that I know as I as I kind of put it together. So it's like Wheel of Fortune, sort of. <laughs> But yeah, like just think of a, just a neon sign. The, the word. There's the thing. word. Yeah, close my eyes. All right, all right. I like it. Names are right, harder. Here, names are harder. Yes. There's, okay. How about um, 
former New York Yankee, Mark Teixeira. T-E-I-X-E-I-R-A. Teixeira, correct. I think, again, some of these I just know, though. It helps that I'm a sports fan. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing great. You're, you're, you're acing this. How about Ndamukong Su? Just Sue, S-U-H. The, no, <laughs> no, the first name. Um, okay, so it's Ndamukong. It's uh, N-D-A-M-U-K-O-N-G. That's very good. Ndamukong Sue. How about... Wally Serbiak. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, so there's Z's in it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All the tough ones have Z's. There's two Z's. Where are they? Um, S, C, or no. Serbiak. S, Z, C, Z, E, R, B, I, A, K. Very good. Also, he was very handsome. Wally Underrated Serbiak. handsome. Yeah. Kind of like like one of the he's like the fifth member of ninety eight degrees. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did a, a little bit of a doofus look. Kind of a big jaw. Yes, yes I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how about um, former Michigan Wolverine Tim Biakabatuka? Biakabatuka, that is, I believe, exactly like it sounds. B i a k. Oh, is there a U? B i a k a. B. U t u k a. That's correct. Okay, that's kind of a guess. <laughs> His first name is not really Tim. It's Tishmanja. Really? Yeah. I had no T s h i m a n g a. I would not have gotten that one. <laughs> I definitely I never am, seen that. Before. I am sparing you. I am sparing you some of the. Uh, I am sparing you some of the. Uh, um, what are you not players. giving me? Um, how about O.C. Yumanura? Oh, okay. Um, New York Giant. Oh, my God. Former New York Giant. It's it's not as complicated as I think. I don't think so, no. Um, okay, so U-M-E-N-Y. I-O-R-A. Correct. Yumanura. Yes. You are doing great. You're gonna hit me with like, I don't know. Like, oh, this is this. I'll give you this one. Okay. It'll be his dad. It'll be Manu Tuyasasopo. Oh, that's easy. Uh, I'm gonna get it wrong now. <laughs> <laughs> this should be a layup for for UW fans the world over. T U I A. Oh God, I'm totally gonna screw it up. I'm all nervous now. T U I A S. O S O P O. Very good. It was the best was when uh which which What which, list is this that has Manu to Yasasopo on? <laughs> Why isn't Marcus on there? Well, I don't know. Just this uh, is Manu. Okay. Anyway, do you remember I forget which Bowden it was who used to do ABC's college the college uh game day or whatever they used to call it back then? Mm-hmm. The day? It was a Bowden. It was one of the like not it was one of Bobby's sons. Terry Bowden. It okay. was Terry Bowden. And Terry Bowden could not say Tuyasopo to save his fucking life. <laughs> it always came out as Tuyasopo or Tuasopo Popopo. Uh, it's like he could, like week after week, Terry Bowden could not get his hands around. Just go with Tuyasopo. Just say Tuyasopo. Tue, <laughs> I think, like I, I said, was, if you give me hockey players, I think I would have blown it. 
Like, I don't know. There's some crazy ones. There are. I could have, yes. Oh, here's a bonus one. All right. TJ Hushmanzada. I know this one. So there's an extra D <laughs> in there. Uh, it's H O U S H O U S H M A N D Z A D E H. Hushmanzada. Very good. Hushmanzada. Can you, you know use TJ? it in a sentence? <laughs> Can you give me the country of origin? No, no idea. <laughs> his his real his first name TJ is short for Touraj Touraj Hushmanzada. Very good. You are an excellent speller. Thank you, thank you. I am not. I would have I would have gotten all of those wrong. <laughs> <laughs> those are mostly familiar. I think you could have got weirder, and I would have had a harder time. Yeah, I mean there were some on here that I could have like uh, again uh, Nino. If you can't say it, I can't spell it. That's what I'm saying. So the hockey, I need some. I need a hockey guy to come on and say some of these hockey names for me. So next time we'll maybe get uh, maybe get somebody to 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 bail me out on some of these. We should make Chris Meyer spell hockey names. <laughs> oh, that would be that would be good. Him and Ken. There you go. All right. Um, now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready. <laughs> Dad jokes of the week. All right. Um, I don't remember what they are this week. <laughs> I, don't remember, I don't have any impressions. So I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, you know what? I didn't even check the mail, but I suppose it's too late for that now. <laughs> I mean, and, I, and I just blew off the, our typical intro, but it's fine. I'll stick it in there. What happened to the elephant who ran away with the circus? The police made him bring it back. Did they choke it, the elephant? <laughs> With his own trunk. God. I had to get a new pair of scissors today. The old ones just weren't cutting it. Obviously. There was the stairs joke was in here. I wasn't going to read it. Like, I have a fear of elevator. I've been taking stairs. Uh, We've heard that before. Yes. Uh, why did the bowling pins stop working? They were on strike. That's correct. I just went on a once-in-a-lifetime hike. Fantastic. I was hope- always hoping you'd become interested. You want to go next weekend? I said once-in-a-lifetime. <laughs> that's how i feel about hiking sometimes it's worth it yeah depends where you're at what happens to chemists when they die we bury them <laughs> bury them bury them i like those kind of jokes it's just a straight pun it's always good for a while houdini used a lot of trap doors in his act but he was just going through a stage <laughs> That's it. Oh, that's good. I I wrote a joke, but then I found a joke that was better. Okay, so, well, so you can I'm give us both. A, nah, you don't want both of them. I'll give you the. <laughs> you Not any hurry here. No, this was this is the one I stumbled across that I thought was really funny. It says, "I I never thought I'd be able to get over Phil Collins's music, but take a good look at me now." <laughs> You're singing that song in your head right now. Yes. Because that song is awesome. I love Phil Collins. Not even ironically. I, no. Yeah. I, I, there's nothing wrong with Phil Collins. Like the, the, some years ago when he was, I think he was struggling with like some arthritis in his hands and he couldn't play. And he was like, he was saying that he was regretful of his career. Like he didn't like his songs or he was sort of, yeah, he was, he thought he could have done more or better. I was like, Phil 
don't take it easy on yourself, dude. You made you wrote hits. We love those songs. I even like Invisible Touch for God's sake, and that's that's an all that's a god awful song. It's pretty bad, but I like it too. <laughs> <laughs> See, all right, let's do the overtime. Overtime. All right, so what do you got? So in the overtime, this is this is something I've been dragging around for a while, which is the the proper use of golf wear. Now we're we're getting into golf season, and I know that. <laughs> He's laughing at the face I just made at him. Ty, Ty is making a face at me because he knows, and I'm telling you, like, here's the thing. Like, there's some people who are too serious about their branding, and they go out there, and they, they just go head to toe. They go head to toe, like, whatever, like Nike. Like, there's a lot of Nike abusers in the world. I used to be one of them. I've sort of outgrown it. Yeah. Slightly. You were. But I was definitely a Nike abuser. Like I was like, it's too much. It's too much. You can't swish out. You can't swish out everything on the golf course. Like I didn't mind swishing out for softball. Like that seems to make more sense to me. Okay. Like I don't feel like such an a hole. Like getting swished out for softball, but getting swished out for golf made me like. At some point, you just outgrow it. Right? You just like you can't do it. And sometimes it does doesn't look right. Like if you have the too too many logos combined. Like I said something on Twitter about uh, Harold Varner's look. The jump man, because he's, he's jumping, yeah. right? And so he's got uh-huh. the, the Jordan golf shoes, fine, fine. He's got the Jordan brand golf pants, fine. He's got the Jordan brand golf shirt, fine. The hat is too much. It's one <laughs> logo, too much, too many. He needs just a word mark hat that just says Jordan. Jordan or... Or replace something with a swoosh or just like... Or, well, they're not going to do that, right? Because it's, it's... Well, the pants or yeah. something. Just no, the I mean, hat. It's the hat and the shirt when the logo is the same. It's just, it's not a good look. Right. So I thought I would provide some guidelines to the regular person on how to make sure to brand themselves properly. You like to you you tend to like to you don't you don't you tend to say whatever I think looks good, I'm just going to put it on. I mean, I think a, a little bit. Like if it's if if the logo is very very prominent, um I don't want to be like, you know, big old Under Armour belt buckle with like a Nike shirt that's real obvious. Like Yeah. Yeah. Like I see people who do that and it makes me crazy. So you, you got to get your you got to get your th- First of all, first of all, it's always it's always better if your hat is some sort of independent thing. Like it's not part of the outfit. Like try to if you can avoid the branded hat or make it just like some people like to play golf, like they have a Titleist hat. Sure. Or something like that. But it's like it's off the beaten path. It's not part of the you're not matching the hat branding to the rest of your because right. the second you match your hat branding to the rest of your outfit, you've crossed the line into you've crossed the line. Yeah, <laughs> you've, you've, it's too much now. So grab a sports hat, grab a, uh, any kind of other hat that has some sort of alternate branding on it. it always, it's very safe. It's very safe. The the key move here really is just buy things with understated logos. Sure. Like if it's not a giant prominent logo, you can pretty much wear anything together if it's not too aggressive. Yeah, but when you're dealing with actual golf wear, like they tend to get the branding on there. <laughs> like the guy with the Nike shirt and the and the Adidas shorts, I just it makes it bugs me. Okay, well, I mean that's me. <laughs> I know it is. Well, the truth is, is that I don't wear I wear Adidas pants, but like shorts, I tend to go actually off the golf path. I like be more of a like a a, a Volcom kind of surf combo sure. short deal. Right, right. So here's the thing: if you have to, if you decide you wanted to wear branded socks, then you have to your shoes have to match that branding. I would tell you not to wear branded socks ever. It's hard to like, avoid them. Ankle like, socks are very hard to avoid without a logo. Just a just a plain. You can buy plain whites anywhere. Plain white ankle socks. 
non-branded that way. But then they don't have the cushion and the performance that I require. <laughs> if you have branded socks, they have to match your sh- the brand has to match your shoes. But I would tell you to avoid the In branded general. socks. I would tell you to avoid the branded socks if you can. But if you wear branded socks, you have to have the same brand shoes. I you, you just can't. You can't you can't do you can't do it any other way. It just looks dumb. It can. It can look pretty bad. It's it's not it's 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 off putting. The uh, <laughs> well, I'm not trying to get you to hit on me on the golf course, Chris. Well, I just want you to. I just want to, okay. So here's the other. The, this is the this is the harder one. It's like when you choose the shirt. The shirt you you probably you you have very loose guidelines with shirt and shorts. Like For you, sure. You, you're if you if you can if you wear something that has very little branding, like you know no if you have if you wear something that has no branding, it's fine. Again, no problems, right? Like shorts, if you wear, but for me, if you're gonna wear branded shorts, I think you have to wear the shirt. I don't, am I sponsored by the company? Are they paying me? No, it just there's just something about there's just something about how that whole thing looks. So when I put on my golf outfit, I usually like wear like a, a local sports hat. Mm-hmm. Like I have a Seahawks hat, a Mariners hat. I have some, you know, a couple of each. I also have like a Ryder Cup hat that I like to wear a lot. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, like to me, that's wearing the non-golf hat is a little weird. Which is good, but then I tend to, and then I tend to do, I tend to do if I do, if I do branded shirt, I generally match the shorts. If I do a Nike shirt, I, def, I if I do Nike shorts, I get, I grab a Nike shirt. And then my, and then I think I only I own like one pair of Nike shorts. Period. And then I have unbranded, then I have unbranded socks, and the shoes are just whatever you want to wear because you gotta, you gotta, you you gotta wear what's comfortable. I'm driven more by color palette. So I'm going to batch the shirt and the shorts that like the, the reality is I end up wearing things that are similar one, because Adidas apparel just fits me best. Um, but two, because the colors are the same. So they're using the same seasons colors and even season to season, their color palettes are similar. Whereas like, you know, you get weird colors with Nike and then the Adidas color that might be similar is not the same. Yeah. And I have a hard time with that. The Nike stuff these days is a little bit, I just don't, I'm not. I'm not really jiving with Nike's. No, the colors are real. Nike's, weird. yeah. Nike's golf offerings over the past maybe three years have been like, ooh, I'm not wearing that. No, I have like one shirt. It's like and a, their shoes are and their shoes have just been god awful for the their golf shoes have been god awful for the last three years too. I I don't even look at them. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm Puma and Adidas all to, like exclusively on my feet except for the Jordan golf shoes. I'm a true Lynx wear guy for feet for my shoes. Those are popular. Have, people are people say they're comfortable. Yeah. They have the low, they have the, uh, the, the no rise heel, mm-hmm. like flat back to front and the toe box is generous. So if you've got paddle feet, like me, Fred Flintstone feet, uh, the true links wear is uh, very comfy. Very good. Anyway. So there, that's my, that's my, uh, that's my, hopefully my guide to help you make better choices. Here's my guide. The, uh, Wear clothes that are comfortable. So you're not thinking about what you're fucking wearing while you're trying to concentrate on golf. <laughs> you you like to look good out there you like to show i bet i only buy stuff that fits well and again colors that go together so that once i have it on but you like to show you like to show out sure you like to you like to you like to yeah yeah Yeah, i bring that fire engine red pants out (laughs) for sure (laughs) for sure all right and then the last part of the ot unless you have something i do not but our friends at goop have provided us a follow-up to their candle god so the candle that smells like, smells like um, Gwyneth's vagina. Now, 
they have a candle that smells like like uh, smells like my orgasm. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think uh, Gwyneth's orgasm smells like? Uh, a tie. What, oh, what, do you have you the? Do you have the the ingredients in front of you? I do. I do. Seventy five dollars for this this uh, this uh, status candle. If you like to, if you would like your home or your any parts of your home to smell like um, um, Gwyneth's orgasm. Now what, there's what, like what, a you... like a series here where like what you're buying the vagina candle and the orgasm candle and you're like what lighting one to get in the mood and then lighting the other to finish yourself off. I, I'm I'm waiting for this candle smells like uh, Chris Martin's penis. That's what I'm. That's what I'm waiting. I don't for. think she knows. <laughs> what okay. if Paltrow doesn't seem like the kind of person that's smelling a penis? <laughs> so if you're if you're interested, this this blend is made with tart grapefruit, Weird. neroli. Do you know what neroli is? I have no idea what neroli is. Negroni. No, no, neroli. No, I don't know what that is. Ripe cassis berries blended with gunpowder tea and Turkish rose. Okay. That's what her, so that's what her orgasm smells like. Uh, neroli oil is an essential oil produced from the blossom of the bitter orange tree. No. It's so that's, scent it's is, citric. Yes, its scent is sweet, honeyed, and somewhat metallic with green and spicy facets. Oh, see, her, her uh, yeah, so her orgasm smells like uh, citrus. It smells like a robot. <laughs> Like a fruit robot. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, we, at least we know now. Tony made her that rescue suit. And she got way into it. <laughs> you know, she's, she's, uh, she's living her best life. So go on to uh, the goop if you're so inclined and uh, drop 75 bucks on a candle. Definitely that don't like, do that. That, that. that smells like citrus. What is she? What? What? What is happening? <laughs> I don't. I'm saying if you're so inclined, I mean, maybe a lot of our listeners are into their status candles. They they like these. They like they they're down to drop. Yeah, it's free shipping. Seventy five dollars free. I shipping. would hope so. <laughs> I just yeah. I just say it. It's it's available. Maybe it might be sold out. I don't even know if you can. One hundred and fifty bucks for the set. Oh, you can, oh, 75 oh, yeah. for that. They should at least cut 75, you a deal. Yeah. 140, yeah. 140 for the pair. <laughs> You're not getting discounts. We're not getting discounts. On, we're not getting package discounts on the goop. I know. No. No, I don't know. Is there any like a backstory here? Did you see any of this? <laughs> no, I don't know. She just decided to a candle that smells like her vagina and that everybody loved it. So now they're, they're following up, which is just smart. I mean, I get this one. This one makes more sense to me than the vagina, the vagina one. Because this one, you could just... They, you market it as a sex candle, right? Like, light this when you're going to get down. Right. I, I can yeah. understand. Well, there you go. All right. Well, fantastic. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that to the show. You're welcome. Anything else? That's it for me. All right. Well, a nice break from reality here. And that's our show tonight. Our thanks to all of you for listening to the Two on Three pod, where we hope to help you live a more deeply examined life. You know, I, 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 you know, that's the old, that's the old outro. I've been obviously doing the staying safe, staying safe, staying healthy. I, I'm, I'm feeling pretty bleak right now. So I, I hope you all are staying safe and staying healthy. Um, and, you know, shaking your fist at the powers that be. If you don't already, please subscribe and or review via your favorite podcast provider. And don't be shy about sharing your thoughts and suggestions for the show. 
We'll be back next week with more pop culture, life strategy, and orgasm candles. Until then, peace. <laughs>